This Marty Lyons, former New York Jets, and give a shout out to On the Board Sports Podcast. And we're live with Sean and Bill. Another edition of the On Board Sports Podcast. I am your host, Will Trucci, aka Will C, coming to you from Long Island, New York. Again, quarantine, got the gym in the background over here, but I'm joined by the one and only Sabino Quichiro of the Growing Up Italian Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Trying to just one day at a time with this whole thing right now, you know? It's yeah, that's all we could do, man. Absolutely. So, Sabino, I know you, you do your thing with growing up Italian, and I know you're, you're very avid and intimate with your whole podcast. So let's start up there. How did your podcast start up, number one? And number two, you own a uh, panini shop. Yeah, a sandwich shop in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I, how long have you been doing that for? My dad opened a business 25 years. I've probably been involved in the last, like, 14, 15 years. Like okay. full full time. That's good. Okay, so you're helping I'm out helping your the business. That's good. And how did the Growing Up Italian podcast start up for you, bud? So uh, shouts to my cousin Rocco, my sister Miguela. They started the page, and it like started off as like a meme page, you know, just like posting funny memes, and then we posted Italian videos once Instagram allowed that, and then um, they were like talking one day that they want to start a podcast, and I was like. I'll help you guys with that. And then, uh, you know, I basically been doing podcasts since. You know, it was all a learning experience. We never thought it would get to this point, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, you, you've had on a couple of guests. You're very close with New York Nico, it seems, you know. That's you're my out guy, there yeah. And you, you're doing it with him. And he's become, he's become big. And, you know. Right I, I can't believe it. I watched how much he's grown. Yeah. Right in front of me, it's it's awesome to see. I mean, I've seen so many people like blow up, I guess, mm -hmm. and it's just dope because like when you see the vision, you're like, oh wow, this kid got it, and then like it actually happens. It's just reassurance, you know. Absolutely, you know, you're doing the right thing. Absolutely. What's been your favorite moment of doing the podcast, and even you know just being, just doing everything that you're doing with growing up Italian? Me and Nico actually uh, did a fundraiser. I don't remember when it was. I'm trying to think of when it was. It was like a couple of months ago, though. Like, like within this year, and we donated, uh, like, the money we raised, we donated to New York City Homeless Coalition. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool to do with Nico, like, actually collab on that. You know, and, uh, we're always, like, looking to collab on doing events like that, but who knows the next time now with this, with this going on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with everything going on in the world, it's – it's just absolutely heartbreaking to see just people getting sick and then a couple of days after that just passing away. Uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah. you know, I know you mentioned to me that you're a New York Mets fan. And uh, Mets, this this offseason, I know baseball hasn't started, but with their – J-Lo and A-Rod? <laughs> yeah, J-Lo and A-Rod. Probably going to buy the team, but it's been a crazy offseason, okay? They go out, they hire Carlos Beltran. Uh, then 
a couple months later, they fire him because of what had happened with the Was it even a couple of months? It was probably less than that, right? Like maybe a couple of months for sure. Yeah? Yeah. But, you know, it, go, it goes on a couple of months. He gets fired. Then they go out. They hire their new manager. Uh, from your perspective, what, what's going on with the Mets? Uh, to be honest, we need new ownership. It's been like this for years. The, the Wilpons won't ever take that last step to complete the team. You know, like, look at the Yankees. Like, they, even though, you know, I'm not a Yankee fan, you got to respect that their owners and management will do whatever it takes to win. Like, spend every dollar, whatever it is. The Mets, unfortunately, like, there was years where they just, like, didn't make it because they were too cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just skipped the step, like, signing that last guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know. Well, that's why, you know, we were all excited when Cohen was supposed to buy the team. And then, like, the Wilpon said, yeah, we still want to manage it for five years. Like, you know, just sell the team, man. Like, you know, and same thing with the Knicks. I'm a Knicks fan, too. So. And to get to just stay with the Mets here for one second, who was your favorite player growing up during that time? Because there were two. There's two Italians Jose, that were Jose, Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes. Yeah, not Mike Piazza. Well, not Piazza, John Franco. Piazza too. Piazza too. Not John Franco either. The captain. Fra Franco too. I mean, you know those guys. I became a Met fan because of Piazza. <laughs> right. But like you know, at that time when the Mets went to the Subway Series against the Yankees, I was ten years old, mm -hmm. and that got me into baseball. But then like. I really watched Jose Reyes like every day. You know right, I mean? he was so he was such a flashy player, and he knew he knew how to play, and he had that yeah, brilliance had that about one crazy year where his like batting average was three fifty and the fifty stolen bases. Like he had a crazy year. So, yep. I mean, that's when like a I was a big Jose Reyes fan. That was I think that was the year that he uh, he wound up winning the batting title in yep. two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. He wound up leaving. Yep going to Miami for that big contract. I remember that. Good for him, though. I'm happy he got his money, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You can never, you can like, never go out there and, and... We were talking, like, all Smith fans were just mad we lost him for nothing, you know? Right. Like, if you know you're not going to resign him at the deadline, trade him to a contender and get some, uh, some pieces for the farm system, you know? Mm -hmm. I, one thing I, with the Mets, we never do that. We never, like sell big, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're always a step behind. Like, look at the Yankees when they sold Chapman to the Cubs and then got Glaber. Yes. Like, we never get lucky like that, so. I was One day it'll happen. One day it'll happen. I don't know. Maybe. I'm starting to give up. No, no, come on. Keep the faith. Always believe, man. I got a funny Mets story, too. Um, in the 2015 World Series, when uh, it was like the game we got eliminated, Harvey was on the mound. I'll never forget. I bought like a standing ticket. And uh, one of my friends got me like to the M&M deck. And like everything was free there. Because like a party there mm -hmm. that everybody paid for. Like some corporate thing. So we're drinking beers, peanuts, hot dogs, everything. And like, you know, we're lit. Harvey, like everybody's cheering for Harvey to come back in the game. So me, my cousin, and my other friend started it. We were on TV. So I just look at my phone and say, and I had like 60 text messages. Like, yo, we just, we just saw you on TV. Right after that, 
Harvey went in, blew the lead. Everybody was texting me like, the second we saw your face, we knew the Mets were going to lose. Jinx. You're a mush. Ah. Yeah, so I, I'm always known for jinxing the Mets now for that. Oh, stop. Come on. Always got to keep the faith, bro. You're a fan. You're a diehard fan. Come on now. You know? But so that must have been – I was going to ask – that was going to be my next question. Out of all the Met memories that you've had, you went to Shea, you went to City Field, what was going to be the best moment for you? The best? Yeah. Uh, at, at Shea? Uh, I, I, I was at the game where um, Piazza got in, uh, his number retired. Okay. That was pretty dope. Okay, so you were there for that a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. That, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Piazza yeah. being one of the reasons why you've been playing and following the Mets and – yeah, so I actually met Piazza too. He's he's a good guy. I met Piazza. I met. I had a. I did a podcast with Franco. That's awesome. How is that? Because my guy, he he's a good guy. Um, we actually connected through uh, Carmines, who owns a pizzeria down the block. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a uh, he's very big in um, uh, the Italian American Baseball Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're constantly raising money for uh, baseball stuff in Italy. And he's, like, connected with all these crazy baseball players. You, should, you would actually like the events he throws. One year he did uh, Bobby Valentine. One year he did Mike Piazza. And then the last one he did Joe Girardi. Like, just gave him an award and, you know, all the stuff. And the, all the baseball players there are crazy. Like, Nimmo's been there three years in a row. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a good time. Absolutely. You know, John, John's got that history of going out there and doing some good things for not only the community, but just for just in the baseball community, but in the Italian culture too. He's a, he's a Brooklyn guy. Yeah. He's from, he's from over by Coney Island over there. So that's Bensonhurst. He's 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 one of us, you know, he's a Brooklyn Italian guy. Yep. He knows the deal. So he's, there's a reason why he was the captain for the Mets for all those years. So that's, it's pretty crazy. Sabino, moving on now from the Mets over to the Knicks. I know you said you're a Knicks fan, and there are plenty of Knicks fans out there that want to go out and they want to see the number one overall pick in the New York Knicks' hands, okay? Who do you want to see them take with the number one overall pick? This year? If they, if they, get, if they get the number one overall pick, who do you see them take? To be completely honest with you, I don't even, like, I, usually I, like, make that judgment during March Madness. Right. So I don't even know this year, to be honest with you. I mean, I heard a lot of rumors about LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't like the family. I don't like – I haven't seen enough of his game on a, on a college level or anything because, like, they sent him to Europe last year. So He's playing in Australia right now, so yeah. he's throwing it over there. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I, I can't see uh, – like, I would love to see him play college ball, like – I remember seeing R.J. Barrett, Zion, right, J- John Morant. Like I remember seeing these guys play against each other, and you could kind of like, it's a fair playing field, you know, to mm-hmm. see. Okay, now how would that translate to uh, what plays better than them, you know? Right. But now it's like you know these guys are just like the guys that play in Lithuania. I'm not saying they're not good, but you know they're not the best 17, 18 year olds in the world. You know what I'm saying? Right, but all, but also too, they're playing up against some grown some grown men at that point in time that are like maybe five, ten years older, and if they could go out there and just kill it, 
you know, give, give it some time being over here in the NBA. Look at so many European players coming over here and absolutely killing it. I know Chris Porzingis killed it. Doncic. Yes, Luka Doncic, you know. You get to see guys like Tony Parker and, and uh, Manu Ginobili killing it over here back in the day. That's, that's a couple, though, you know? Yeah. But they, there's plenty of guys that come over here, too, and have limited success. But, you know, we'll see what happens as the NBA. Melo's game is a little weird. Like, he'll just, like, pull up from anywhere. I mean, that's the NBA now. Like, he's kind of, he kind of reminds me of, like, a Steph Curry, Trey Young kind of player that will just pull up anywhere and shoot. But... And that's the style of the know. new NBA. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. That is definitely the new style of the NBA now, where you just pull up from three and just, you know, they make it with such consistency now that it's just taking like a mid range. Deeper shot. than three, like five feet behind the three, you know? Yeah, it's very deep, very deep, man. Sabino, how did you become a Knicks fan? How did I become a Knicks? Oh, the 99 finals. Just take us through it, man. What- to be honest, before that, I was kind of a Bulls fan. Then the 30 yeah. for 30 right now is bringing back a lot. I, I can't wait to watch it tonight. It's going to be fun tonight. Yeah. What, what? Uh, yeah, man, I remember growing up, you know, six, seven, eight years old. You know, Jordan was in the prime. You know, I had uh, Bulls bed sheets, Jordan all over my room. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of rooted against the Knicks when they were playing the Bulls when I was younger. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You wanted to see – there's nothing wrong with that. You wanted to see you know, Jordan go up there and just dominate. And I was just young and, like, you know, you realize – I remember, like, some of my uncles and I remember watching playoff games. Like, I don't remember which games, but I just remember Knicks versus Bulls, like, happening and me watching it when I was, like, young. I remember my aunts, like, family were like, you got to root for the Knicks. You're from New York. And I'm like, no, Jordan, Jordan. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, then the 99 finals happened, and I remember that whole playoff run, you know, Houston uh, making that shot against uh, the Heat, Pacers. I, I remember all these playoff series, and that's when uh, I really became a Knicks fan, when uh, we lost against uh, Tim Duncan, first, that Spurs team. Yep, David Robinson, Avery Johnson on that team yeah. as well. Mario Shrek. Eli. Mario Eli, yeah. Mario Eli, I'm sorry. It th- Okay, all good, man. All good, you know. But who was your favorite player on the Knicks during that time? Uh, probably Allen Houston. Okay, I didn't like Sprewell for some reason. Fair, I never liked Sprewell until he left. I was like, damn, he was good. And he went over to Minnesota and played with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely nuts, man. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. So, all right. So, Houston's your favorite player. You remember the 99 Eastern Conference Finals going into the 99 Finals, everything like that. Uh, your current your current state of the Knicks right now, I know we talked about them getting – if they got the number one overall selection. But over the course of 20 years, it hasn't been that good. About, what, two, three playoff appearances during that point in time? Uh, one with Marbury and two with three, oh, four. Yep. Yeah, right, something like that. Yeah, it was 0304. 0304. Then it was, I think, the, the year that they got Amari and Mello. And then the year after that, 2012, they had like a two year, three year run in which they made it to the playoffs, but they lost. In the well, we got bounced in the first round the second time. Yes. The, the, the second Mello time, I'm saying. But the first time we, we got to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? 
I, against the Pacers? I think it was I think it was the second because they yeah. went up against the Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was when Paul George was going absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah. Roy, Roy Hibbert was Hibber. Roy, Roy Hibbert. Hibber. Roy Hibbert was looking like Shaq in that series. Yeah, he was he was basically just only Smith kind of killed us that playoffs because we had so much momentum in that Boston series. And then when he uh elbowed that guy, like the whole series changed. And then like we still won, but then like it just wasn't right. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What do you think the Knicks outside of we like I said, we talked about the first round draft pick. What do you see the Knicks doing this offseason in order to try and get better? Because we've well, heard one thing Kevin I will Knicks. say is the the 20 years I have been following the Knicks very closely. Right. We always made that trade that is stupid and like you trade away picks for a win now player and then it never works. Right. So like those trades we did with the Bulls. You know, like we did that uh, Eddie Curry trade that was crazy. Yeah. You know, and just like, and you watch like um, a team like the Raptors, and uh, their their uh, their manager, their general managers, uh, Usiri, what's his last name? Mahai Usiri. Usiri. So like, what he's like kind of fleeced the Knicks a couple of times too. But like when we traded for uh, gave him a pick for Barniani, so like. We never hit trades like that either, like, you know, kind of like trading a great player to get picks. Right. Like even Porzingis, like, I feel like we didn't get crazy value for him. Like, mm-hmm. I know he didn't want to be here and all that, but, you know, if only we, like, could have got a little more for him, you know? Yeah, even, even I don't want to be adding more salt to the wound here, even Marcus Camby for Antonio McDice. Yeah. And they traded away a draft pick, too. Nene Hilario, too. Yeah, the rights for Nene Hilario. He was, like a, he was like a seventh or eighth pick or something. Yeah. He was late, but yep. still, like, not that Nene Hilario, he's, he's, he's a good player, but, you know, just making trades like that, you know? Yeah. Got, at least the Knicks now are building, you know? Like, we got... Nitikina, Frank, uh, Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett. Right. I don't know what's going on with Knox and Nitikina. Like, I think they weren't the best picks, but they could be role players, you know? Yes. We need to hit a couple of home runs now. Yeah. Like, I think R.J.'s a real deal. Absolutely. We need one more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And keep playing young. Galvanizing. I'm happy that, uh, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like, they're great basketball players, but I can't see them both staying healthy. Like, if the Nets win a championship, like, I'm not a net hater. You know, they are in Brooklyn, even though I hated them when they were in Jersey. Yes. I still like, if the Nets did it, I'll kind of be upset it's not the Knicks. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it is what it is. But I just don't see Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving working for the Nets. They're going to have like one or two years to do it. And then it's going to. Yeah, that's that's just the way how the current NBA is with the contracts and everything like yeah. that going together. They're looking to try and get a third star in there. You know, it's just absolutely unbelievable where they came from, though. Yeah. Right. At that point in time, four years ago, where they had no first round draft picks. And now they went out and they acquired, you know, D'Angelo Russell and they went to the playoffs. And now yeah, they, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. The fact they turned it around. I mean. If I was in the net shoes, I would have probably done the same thing because they're not going to get better through the draft. Right. So for the time being, this is what they have to do. But 
the Knicks should be doing the exact opposite. Stay young, you know, keep the cap space. Um, Julius Randall, I don't know why we gave him all this money when we could have played the young, we could should play the young guys like Kevin Knox, even though he's not like doing amazing. Like he's also not getting playing time like that either, you know? Right. So you don't know what you got. So we kind of got to just throw these kids to the wolves, you know, mm-hmm. get I, veteran players that'll start. And then Kevin Knox comes in for 20, 25 minutes, you know, instead of the six or seven minutes he's playing, you know? I tell you what, though, I like the Julius Randle signing just because of the fact that, number one, he played for, he played next to Kobe back when Kobe was still playing. He, he's got something to prove because of the fact that he's been through with all the injury history that he's had, but he has something to prove. So he's got that motor about him that wants to, to get better. And in this market, unfortunately, with, with the team that's in place right now, it, it's I, I I feel for Julius in that sense, you know I really do. But in that instance and in that situation, uh, you know he's, you know with the contract that he's going out there and getting, again you know you gotta see what happens over there, uh, with the Knicks. But in general, the Knicks have the pieces in place, but with the fan base, for me it's just like you want to win now. I get it. You want to win now. But, oh, but Nick, I think Knicks fan, a lot of Knicks fans all understand. Like we've been waiting so long, so yeah. I mean, the last we'll, wait, we'll wait another five years, but give us a winner. You I know. know I, mean? I know it's it's been nineteen. It's been since nineteen seventy three that the Knicks won yeah. uh, the NBA Finals. So it's been a long, long time. Uh, Sabino, I know you mentioned too that you're a soccer fan. I know. Do you have a favorite player, and do you have a favorite team? Uh, my favorite team's Inter Milan. Uh, okay. Favorite player, I mean, I basically watch a lot of City, uh, like uh, the Italian league. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have a favorite player. I mean, I just like the players on Inter, yeah. But between like Messi, Ronaldo, you know, whatever, I don't watch either of them religiously like that. You know. Okay. Hey, that's. Fair. I think I think Messi's uh, he's a crazy talent. You know, he's a little guy and. The things he does is crazy. Like he's very comparable to Maradona, that played for Napoli. Mm-hmm. Like just being a little guy, so explosive. And uh, Ronaldo's just a freak of nature. Like he's kind of like the LeBron of soccer. Like nobody trains harder than him. Right. So I also respect that. But like I don't watch either of them religiously or anything, you know. And when the when the time comes. You know, for the World Cup, I know you're probably rooting for Italy hard. Yeah, yeah, I'm Italy. I'm I'm definitely Italy fan. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take another Italy World Cup over Knicks, Mets, Jets, everything together. I hey, listen. I remember when they won the World Cup and being in Whitestone, Queens, they shut down Francis Lewis Boulevard. Yeah. So it was just Older city, Old city. Yeah. It was it was nuts. Anywhere that had an Italian population. It would just be like, boom, sorry, the box is shut down. That's how I got into soccer, too, like those summers being a kid. And you see in Italy in the World Cup. And I remember like 98, I think it was 98 or 94, when uh, Baggio missed the penalty. All my family was crying. And like it happens every four years. So it's like so, and every, like it just makes it that much more devastating when you get eliminated, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So when we won in 06, I remember 
like everybody going ballistic, you know? Yeah. And to be honest, World Cup soccer is the best. It's the best sporting event by hand. Like it's four Super Bowls in one. That's literally what it is, you know? You know, one game winner takes all. You know, and uh, this year the Euro Cup got canceled. Mm-hmm. They're, they're postponing it to 2021 because of what's going on. But uh, yeah, I follow Italian national soccer very heavy. I do. I, I'm always on the podcast with uh, Italian Football TV. They're the only people that cover Italian soccer and English. If that helps you. Yeah, no, that, that helps me perfectly on that one. It does. So if anybody's like listening and they're uh, interested, like check them out. They drop a podcast every week, give fans updates, rumors, all that stuff. And they're close friends of mine. They're really cool. So okay. well, we, we collab on a bunch of episodes. Like whenever we want to talk about, you know, the Italian national team, I get on a podcast with them and we release it on both platforms. That's, that's definitely good to know. You know, I'm trying to look into soccer as well. You know, just trying to go out there. What's up? Do you have a favorite soccer team? Uh, Like I said, you know, it's only the four pro sports that I follow. I'm sure you've seen me on Instagram post about my Islanders and Jets. I will will tell you one thing, though. ESPN Plus. Right. For $5 a month, you can watch any Italian game. Really? So, I mean, once the games, you know, start again. Okay. So, like, you can watch Ronaldo. You can watch Inter. You know, now – just, I don't know if you follow it like this, but Juventus won the league eight years in a row. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've been dominating. But now Lazio and my team, Inter, are, like, right behind them, like, two points and three, you know, like, it's right, right there. So, like, now's a perfect time to get into it because it's competitive, you know? Yeah. I totally get it. And it might start before all our sports, so. Yeah. Something hey. Something out to Hey, speaking of sports, when do you see sports starting up again? Do you see baseball starting up on July 4th? Do you see the NHL and the NBA coming back on June 1st? Baseball is definitely not going to go this year. Okay. I have some inside information, but okay. supposedly they're announcing it in June that they're going to throw out the season. I mean, they, they simply can't start a season. Like, baseball won – it already goes into the end of October and it's cold. So you, yes. you can't, you can't make it go into December. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. You can't squeeze 162 games in a short period of time. These guys still got to go through a spring training and you know, this virus is still pretty like pretty much a threat. So yeah. you're going to be playing the games with no fans and isolate the players. Like baseball has a crazy players union and they won't let that happen. So yep. I think for baseball this year is done. Um, basketball, the only way they'll be able to do it is if they do the same thing. Or go to like a, a Atlantis. I think I heard something like they're going to go to the Bahamas and yes, Vegas, like something like that, like isolating completely. But at the same time, I think a lot of players would not want to do that and then not play with fans. Like, mm-hmm. So I think that might get pushed back. But soccer, I heard, is going to start in Europe soon. Like they, took, they had, like, a little date that they threw out there. But, and all the, all the owners in the Italian league voted for them to finish the season. Okay. So That's, That's I, a very interesting story right there. Yeah, so. Very, very interesting. 
All right. Uh, so we covered baseball, we covered basketball, covered soccer. Let's talk about the other football that's going on. Yesterday, the NFL draft happened. And, you know, I, so, I are you a Giant or a Jet fan? I'm a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. You're um, like me. Okay. I honestly, maybe you could tell me how we did in the draft because I only saw that we picked the linemen and I really didn't follow after that. Right. Okay. So we picked uh, the receiver too, right? They picked the receiver, Denzel Mims, in the second round. He uh, wound up falling all the way to number 58. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard he was like a first-round uh... – He was a first-round talent, but he wound up falling down because teams got to take need at that point. And I, hey, I, get, I get it. I get it. We, we, need, we haven't had a really good receiver since, like, Keyshawn Johnson. I, think. I mean, we haven't had a star receiver. Right. Like, you know? I, I, hey, listen, I agree with you on that. But really, the Jets, the last time that they drafted a wide receiver with their first-round pick was Santana Moss. Yeah, he was good, but he was like a slot receiver. Right. He was a very – hey, he had a long career. The man had a long career. Yeah, he caught a lot of balls. He did. Him, Lavernius Coles, Wayne Corbett, back in that, you know, 01 to 2003 campaign, they wound up making it to the playoffs twice uh, under, under that team. And then, you know, you look at – the teams that wound up going into the AFC Championship game twice. We lost to the Colts, right? Right, the Colts and the Steelers, in which they had Kotri, they had Braylon Edwards, and they wound up trading for Santonio Holmes to come over here the second year. So, you know, Jets got to get back to that. They've been building up on defense. I mean, at least we got a guy to, uh, you know, kind of keep Darnold safe. Yes. give, uh, Give Bella a hole, you know, here and there. Yep. That helps. You know, the we Jets, definitely needed help on the line. Bro, the Jets needed offensive line help in the worst way. They were ranked almost dead last. Yeah, I know. Offensive line ranking. So it's it's good to see a guy that's actually willing to build a team through the draft and trade down and seeing uh, the patience of Joe Douglas. So do you have – I mean, at least, uh, at least uh, you know, Brady's out of the division now, though. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Thank God. <laughs> you know, now we just got to get rid of Belichick. I don't know. <laughs> you know but, well, he's got his dog on the computer, you know, just as I, know, a I, saw, I saw that. I had me cracking <laughs> up. Um, you know, honestly, I, I think Brady's an amazing player, but Belichick is definitely the mastermind, you know, Absolutely. like he, he did it. I, he didn't win the Super Bowl without Brady, but, you know, there was that year when Brady got hurt and he, like, Killed it with Castle. He killed it with uh, Jimmy G, you know, another Paisan of ours. You know, Brissett, he played a couple games and he won. So it's like, you know, the Patriots are still going to be there. And I think uh, Belichick has something to prove, to be honest with you. He definitely does. He definitely does. If he wins one without Brady, like, nobody could ever say anything about him. No. Then you put him as the greatest as a coach. Like, a lot of people that are like Patriot fans, I always talk talk smack to them. I'm like, you're a front runner. They're like, what do you mean? I've been a Patriot fan since 2005. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even when, when they made it to the Super Bowl against the Packers back in 1997, you know, 96, 97. So it's, uh, you know, you got to be there through the thick, the, the losing years, everything like that. Many Jets fans have been through it. Uh, do you have a favorite Jets memory? Right now or, or ever? Oh, 
forever. Testaverde was like a, a big, he, you know, like we, when, when someone's Italian, they automatically like win points for me. So I remember that's how I became a Jeff fan because Vinny Testaverde, Chad Pennington, uh, Curtis Martin was a beast. You know, he, he killed it for years. He's probably the best running back the Jets ever had. He was consistent every year, a thousand rushing yards. You know, you now like these guys play three, four years, and then that's it. That's it. You know, that's it. Hall of Famer though, Curtis Martin is for sure, and you know, not one of those runners that could ever like you could ever talk about either. As far as like when you bring up the names of the greats that have played that position, he barely comes up. But yet, during the time that we grew up watching him, you know. We got to see greatness. He's not he's not the greatest, but he's there somewhere right. like top right. fifteen, top ten, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. As far as consistency, he's like top five. Isn't he like top five in total rushing yards? Yes, yes, he is. I believe he was like fourth. Yeah, I thought so too. He was definitely fourth. So Vinny Testaverde is probably your favorite jet ever. I'm assuming. Okay. I'm hoping Gary V actually buys the Jets. He always talks about it. One day he will. He'll get him and a group of investors will. Yeah. I'll never doubt this guy. When, when the Johnsons are ready to sell, they'll do it. They're 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 inherited with all the with all the baby stuff that they've they've made over the course yeah. of their life. They're good. They're good. They'll be they'll be good. And Gary V will figure out a way to go out there and, and put it in. Who knows? Maybe the Jets will win a Super Bowl before they sell. So. It's uh, it, it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be absolutely. If the Jets won a Super Bowl, I'd be crazy. I got a good question for you. Sure. What would be the crazier parade? A Jet Super Bowl or a Nick Super Bowl? You mean the Nick? I mean, uh, I'll a parade. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> a um, Jet, a Jet, Vic, like um, you know, Super Bowl or a Knicks? Parade? You know, or that a- is a very good question. That is a very good question. I'm, you know, with the Jets. I mean, listen, the last time they won was in 1969 with Joe Namath and Don Maynard going out there and and, uh, surprising everybody. The Knicks back in the 70s. But I'm going to have to go with the Knicks, I feel. I think the Knicks, too, because it's only like they're they're New York's team, you know? And not only that, many people play basketball in and around New York City. You know, how how easy is it to go out there and pick up a basketball and get you and and five other people to go out there and play a three-on-three? Just me. Just shoot by myself. Exactly. You know, you could go out there, you get anybody to play. And that's where the that's where they get the draw and the award from. And not only that too, but with the with the fans, I feel like with the Knicks. You know, you look at uh Spike Lee, for example, him being the, the face of of the Knicks, Gary V. And you have so many of these Nick fans, these famous Nick fans that come out. John McEnroe is another one as well. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things, man, where if they did win a championship, mm-hmm. you know, that that would be the easiest time especially since it would be during the summertime as well. Hopefully we get that after this. It's like, this all happened for a Knicks championship. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And just want to keep it on the Jets one more. Uh, do you see the Jets winning the Super Bowl in three to five years? No. No? You don't? I don't know. I mean, we have to have a couple more good drafts, you know? Absolutely. I don't I – don't, I don't see it though. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, Donald definitely needs to progress a little bit too, because I think he actually regressed this year. 
you know, because the whole mono thing in the beginning of the year, we had a tough schedule, but we definitely needed to take a step forward before I could like really. Well, well, this year is going to be even tougher because they got to go up against the AFC West and the NFC West. No, so it's it's definitely going to be a uh, trying of patience for every Jet fan out there. Believe me, I gotta get better. I know. So hopefully this uh, receiver we drafted and the lineman we drafted they they help us out a little bit. Absolutely, and you guys see what happens here too with Adam Gase and his system. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, have, I don't have any faith in him. <laughs> I know many people don't, but just got to go out there. You got to keep on believing. Yeah, you know, we got to get a winner. We got to get a winner coach. Like we always get these like Mickey Mouse coaches. You know, like their first stints. Like think about it. Now, the last our last five coaches. The best one was Rex Ryan. Like yeah, you know. The second was Herm Edwards. Yeah, and Herm Edwards. But that, <laughs> Eric Mangini. That was Herm a while ago, though, Herm. Right? Like that's gotta be like what twelve years? Yeah. Well. It was been what he coached in two thousand and one, made it to two thousand and four, yeah, two thousand five, something like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. a long time ago, you know. Yep. Because yeah, we, it's been absolutely, we never, absolutely that, like, we never get that like the best coach or like that winner in here, you know. It's been a while. They'll get it. They'll get it right soon. I think in the next three to five years they'll be fine. But we'll definitely see what happens there, uh, Sabino. How do the people follow Growing Up Italian? How do the people follow you on social media? They follow, like, Growing Up Italian is on everything. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, every platform there is. Uh, if you follow them, you'll probably follow, you'll see me somewhere, you know? I'll pop up somewhere. So follow those. Those are more important. You know? Well, if people do want to follow the one and only. Sabino Curcio. S-A-B-I-N-O-C-U-R-C-I-O. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome, man. Awesome. Sabino, thank you for sacrificing you, some man. of your time. No problem, man. And coming Stay safe on. in these crazy times. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, are you, uh, you know, for all the essential workers out there, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, you're, you have your deli open, everything like that. Yeah, we're, do, we're providing a window service and deliveries, you know, all that stuff. Catering, uh, we've been giving a lot of food to the front lines, right. hospitals, et cetera, people like that. So, uh, yeah, just go to our panini shop, Anthony and Son Panini Shop, our website. You could download our app, order for pickup if you want to come by, you know. I know there's not a lot of restaurants open, like usual. So, you know, if you need a meal, we're open. And we close on Sundays, so that's why I'm doing this podcast now. But, uh Sundays are great. Saturdays. I gave everybody off on Sundays, you know? Yeah, it's important I, we spend time with our family during these times. That's definitely the main thing. Oh, one last question for you. You mentioned that you were a Bulls fan earlier. Mm-hmm. How hyped are you for tonight? I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Because of this whole 30 for 30. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, last week, the two episodes, like, yeah, I could watch them all right now. You know, I thought, I don't know if it's because there's no sports, but it also is really good too. So, you know, at least it's something new to watch. You know, I already ran through all my Netflix resources. Like I just been playing video games and watching that on Sunday. So I'll give you, I'll give you one, one quick one. Okay. I'm a diehard Islander fan. I love my Islanders. Go watch the 30 for 30 
on John Spano and the mid-90s Islanders. You will love that. The guy yeah. almost bought you, – did you ever see 30, that? Those 30 for 30s are good. I watched a couple of them. Did you see, yeah. did you see that one, though? No, I didn't see that one. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Go see that one. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at that one. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it there. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. Like those thirty for thirties are all incredible. Like the the Detroit Pistons. You know, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good ones. So Absolutely. I'll definitely like scroll through them and start watching them a little at a time. Absolutely, man. Definitely go check out that thirty for thirty. The one John Spano. <laughs> oh man. Awesome, man. Sabino, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate this. My partner and I really appreciate this. No problem, bro. Best of luck. Absolutely. I'll talk. I'll see you soon. I'll definitely come by the shop. Sounds good, man. Anytime. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Be safe out there. You too. Take care. You too, man. Be good. Awesome. Awesome. It's the one and only Sabino Crociero from Growing Up Italian Podcast. Great interview. Great guy. Go out there, support Anthony and son Panini shop and go out there and support the Growing Up Italian podcast. And, you know, you got to do what we got to do. That's it. All right, guys. For Sabino and for everybody from the On The Board sports team, Shawnee on the mic, I wish he was here for this interview as well. But he's got to take care of some stuff. So uh, I'm your host, Will Trucci, logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Be safe. And for every essential worker out there, just – be safe and, you know, take care of them. Take care of everybody out there. You guys are doing a great job. And one day when this is all over, you guys will get your heroes welcome. Thank you and God bless.